0: Yeah, what, yes, what, guys, what? what's
1: good? You're tuned into Mango Masala, Pi Radio Wait South Asian second. show. Yeah, I was just <laughs> pulled the middle finger
0: at me. What did I do, Carlos?
1: Are you really that not tuned in to what's going on this oh, week?
0: Oh, right. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, oh, three, two, one. What? Okay. This okay. evening,
1: live from London. Okay, okay. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, earlier this week, a BBC presenter um, actually um, pulled the middle finger up on the camera crew Little did she know that the camera had actually come on and she is therefore turned into a meme for the rest of her life.
0: I, right, I'm, I'm like seeing a lot of people like complain about this, like it's so unprofessional and blah, 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 and it's like, why are British people so allergic to a bit of fun?
1: No, it's it's funny because I think you've got kind of like half of the British probably being like, "Oh my gosh, that's scandalous," yeah. and you've got the other half that is like, "She is a legend. She is in the list of hot British huns now for yeah. like, the rest of her life." Like, yeah, but I'm here to recreate it personally.
0: You just did. I was very, I was very surprised <laughs> for a minute there because Carlos is not like a swearer, and out of nowhere, he just put his middle finger up, I was thinking, "What have I done?"
1: Well, I would like to give. Is one of these a clap? No, the, the 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 machine isn't working today, but let's give a clap Yay! because Kalima turned up on time I today. Came on time! Wow! I
0: walked in and like um, Solomon's here in uh, the studio, and he was like, "You got a roller in your hair," and I was like, "Yes, Carlos made me run." So I literally, I came half ready, guys. And you know what? I still come on time. And you know what's
1: hilarious? You messaged me at 20 to two saying I'm leaving my house now. And I was like, oh my gosh, wow. And then I deeped it and I was like, wait, considering where you live, that is what you should be doing every week. Well, like, yeah, that is actually but, what you should but, be doing.
0: But I, usually at 20 to, to two, I'm still, I'm not going to lie. I'm probably still, I'm still in my pyjamas. I don't even yeah. have my clothes on.
1: But I was especially impressed because if I'm being honest, I obviously messaged you yesterday saying, look, like... We've that was got, so we've got, funny, I'm not going to lie. Like, we, we need to actually be on time this week because we've got a guest. No, and Carlos then, was like... Yeah. This is
0: Carlos's advice. Um, try to aim to get here for half one, and that way you'll likely get here for two. That's and Carlos's advice.
1: I then... Didn't get a reply from Helene yesterday. Went on WhatsApp again this morning. Saw her last scene was half five in the morning. I was oh, like, sorry. oh my gosh, here we go. Like. <laughs> but then, thankfully, I got a message at like 12 saying I'm up. So...
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I was up, guys. And do you know what? Like, do you know what's even mad? So my friend has like a, a, a... like There's like four of her friends that are staying around last night at my house. So literally I woke up and just as I was going to go into the bathroom, one of them went in and she had the longest shower ever. And like, obviously she's a guest. I can't be like, get out. I need to get ready. So I had to wait like 45 minutes till I could actually get ready. And I still did it on time. I was rushing. I thought Carlos was going to bite my head off if I don't get her on time today. And I did. So...
1: Well, well done, Haleemate. It's the small wins.
0: It is a small wins. I'm proud of myself.
1: How's your week been?
0: How has my week been? All right. Pretty uneventful. Like, just all right. I'm like, kind of cold. (laughs) Cold. it snowed last week or was it this i'm week?
1: really confused because i keep on seeing your story and you live like relatively near to me and i swear that you have so much snow and i'm like looking at the window i'm like why don't i have did that? you
0: not see that
1: no but to be fair i haven't been at home that much this week but, oh yeah. no it was
0: like it snowed like one night like quite a lot but by the next morning like it had all gone yeah, but to be
1: fair i think it's also because you like post stuff like the day after so i probably saw that and i was like well, oh, what yeah. the heck and then it was like oh it's actually probably it's yesterday gone. Yeah, yeah it's gone but Um, no it's
0: been all right i'm trying to like gear up to my big travels it doesn't like it doesn't really feel real that i'm going away like for quite a while um and it's very soon Like guys the end of the year is here the end of the year is here like i remember i feel like 2023 started yesterday and now it's about to be 2024 guys i remember 2020 like it was yesterday, and everyone thought we was gonna die.
1: Oh, good times!
0: I, that was a whole twelve years ago. Isn't that insane?
1: Which, I think it's more weird thinking about how that was twelve years from two thousand, and now we're here. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That, that's this weird. Anyway, to talk about my week, I've not oh, yeah. How I, was I, week? the past few weeks basically ever since um, we were last like live in the studio together have been like just nightmare. Like I've, had, like, lo- I've had loads of flat problems. I've been really. What do you mean
0: flat problems? Really,
1: ad- adulting. Like just had both a boiler pro- boiler problem. Oh, like just no. not working. Oh, so no. hot water's working fine, but the heating isn't, which obviously is not great considering what we've done. And then also leak two separate issues both happening at the same time thankfully i can go and stay at my wife's parents yeah. my wife but um, but at the same time i've really felt like and this isn't to take away i'm sure there are plenty of people out there who go through much worse stuff and obviously this is all like not having heating and stuff
0: yeah you can still see me don't worry
1: <laughs> and this whole not having heating stuff like there are people who like, physically choose to actively choose not to have the heating on. Yeah. So obviously I'm aware of my privilege in the sense that. Not even choose, I want but are to, compelled yeah, to have exactly. the
0: heating
1: on. That being said, this week has like the oh, the past few weeks have took a toll on me because I've really felt like this is really adult life. You know, when you're little and it's kind of like if there's a problem, it's like your parents. It's not your problem. Yeah, it's they, never your of, problem. They, they deal with it. Yeah. But here I've had like leaks and boiler problems, and I'm kind of like And it doesn't
0: get fixed unless you do it
1: no but that's the thing as well it's also like it's so out of my control because ultimately at the end of the day I'm not a plumber I'm not an electrician I don't know what's going on so I'm having to try and get them to solve it and if they're not necessarily um, fulfilling the job or doing it quick enough there's nothing I can really do about that because it's not like I can just whip out a screwdriver and be like uh, uh,
0: beat them up it's a joke guys
1: Right. I mean, I wasn't going down that route. I was going down the more the route of me without screwdriver and trying to do it myself rather than attacking the people that are trying to help me halima that's not that's not my mind goes well the point is that they're
0: not trying to help you carlos that's why you're in this position
1: the thing is i think they are the prop the real villains here are the people that like made my flats so we've spoken about it in the past how i live in like this old hospital that is supposedly haunted like whatever basically the point is it's (laughs) it's it's an old building right it's a listed building and they've converted it into loads of flats and because of that i feel like they they've had to like do jump through certain loopholes in terms of the building and everything that's
0: always the case yeah. with like new builds though aren't they that like people say be very wary with new builds because yeah um, there's uh, they just like a lot of the regulations they just kind of find loopholes in yeah and it, it ends up like not being great like sturdy builds
1: yeah and it's been all right but it's just like there's things like this where because i've spoken to other people and it's kind of like you'd expect like flats if they've all kind of been built at the same time they would all have like the same kind of boiler system and everything right yeah Yeah. i've literally it seems like every single flat has a different boiler and that this is yeah and this is the problem with mine is that it's from this random european company that Uh, and there's not necessarily i'm I'm not being xenophobic there's nothing wrong with that (laughs) but it's the fact that like no one has any idea what to do with it oh that'd be
0: very annoying yeah and
1: it's just like the it is, yeah. It's, this this is why it's taking such a long time because I've had three different people from the same company come out and be like, "I have no idea what I'm doing here," and just like, mm. "Well, I don't." But like, well, surely, me.
0: like the mechanics of a boiler can't be that different, like regardless it's of brand. Because
1: like- of um, this green theme that we're going along which I'm being sarcastic obviously I'm in favour of this but obviously we're moving a lot more towards electric boilers rather than gas boilers yeah. Um and electric boilers are still relatively new and therefore a lot people of people don't though. really know and maybe if it was an electric boiler that was made in the UK they'd be like okay fine but this is an electric boiler that's from some random European company with Damn. like a plus 3-4 number and Damn. yeah so this is why it's taken a long time but you know is what is it
0: fixed Oh no no not yet oh,
1: thankfully I think we found the source of the leak but yeah so the, the, i know there are probably some people sitting at home thinking this is absolutely riveting like i'm loving this conversation but this is this is the reality of adult life we're like 27 year olds sitting here chatting about plumbing because this, it, it takes <laughs> all
2: your life
0: sometimes like, like that really is how mundane life is these are sometimes just the things that you have to deal with
1: but it actually does like because i've had to have all these different plumbers come out luckily i'm freelance as well so i can kind of like plan my work around it but at the same time it was like they were like we're coming at this time so then i had to like go into work like at like nine nine till like three in the morning mm. to do the job that I was meant to do on a certain day so then the next day I could be at home and then I'm running, you know what I mean? Like my whole- It's a lot, it's a like, lot. You
0: know, what I feel like the worst thing about adulthood is, is that like- um you you have to do it like you just have to solve your problem you can't ignore your yeah. problems that's the worst thing about adulthood is that you cannot bury, you can never bury your head in the sand you can't be an
1: ostrich you can't be no, an ostrich yeah. like you
0: have to, if you've got a problem or a problem presents itself you cannot just pass it on to someone else or you can't pretend that it's not there like, yeah. like
1: especially <laughs> now as well because it's um, normally I would obviously kind of have my wife to lean on her. I think like in a lot of circumstances she is like the as I'm sure which my women and again this is not to speak out against men but i think women have a knack of being able to kind of just get on with yeah, stuff true,
0: true, true.
1: however um she is like revising a lot for an exam at the moment so she's kind of just in her own world which is like perfectly fine like she needs to study and whatever but, but now it's, it's all, kind of, now it's it's all on me like and yeah i'm not enjoying it but
0: yeah. i don't know it's just a, uh, just it's just one thing after another it's just it's just things it's, it's just, just things that like you can never yeah. just just be like chilling it's just thing you know you every know day it's a aside. new thing
1: like the, these these past couple of weeks i originally had like in my like mental calendar as being like these couple of weeks are actually going to be Wind all right down. Yeah. yeah it's end been the exactly year. the opposite
0: Damn, but well. you
1: know continuing on the theme of ultimate positivity Bad
0: Bad. is 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 um is
1: You're always so disturbed. Did they just
0: hear you sing about, or like, is it then? It's
1: with the music. You you didn't
0: turn your mic off, Carlos. I'm so sorry, guys.
1: For all the impromptu singing that you do on this show, you're choosing (laughs) to tap me over the right. Moving on. (laughs) I feel like I was tempted. I didn't have enough time because of all this boiler stuff. I wanted to kind of make like a um, bad vibes island on steroids or something for this week because like some kind of like dub trance mix like bad vibes yeah, island because DMB, on, honest, DMB honestly of
0: bad vibes island. this
1: past week has been bad vibes a lot uh, um i've got i think three main things go
0: ahead
1: three main th- three main things to work through right so starting off at the beginning of this week um it was revealed that the government, um, or Rishi Sunak in particular, is set to hike up the minimum salary foreign workers must earn um, to, um, to in order to gain a spousal visa mm-hmm. um, in a bid to bring supposedly soaring levels of migration down. So under plans unveiled on Monday, British residents will have to earn thirty eight thousand seven hundred pounds a year before they are allowed to bring spouses and partners to live with them here. That's more than double the current threshold of eighteen thousand six hundred pounds.
0: That's insane. And
1: How bearing in mind like that? the median salary for the UK as well as like it's, what it's, in the twenties?
0: I think I think it's um the figure I saw was that own ten percent of people in the uk earn over 38 or over
1: yeah
0: which is like in it's just how. Firstly, how do you justify that jump from eighteen to thirty eight point yeah. seven?
1: It's one thing to like say oh inflation. It's another thing to do that drastic. To, to do,
0: it's but to the point. It's so drastic. It seems arbitrary, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's like I don't know if they have if they can present the public with like an itemized breakdown of how they came to that figure. But it definitely to me seems arbitrary. It's just kind of like what figure is high enough. That we can stop the, cause okay, let's, let's be so honest. Like, migration is kind of like very two tiered, right? There's very much like an underbelly of migration that British people are kind of, th- there's a, there's a good kind of migration, like quote unquote good, you know, where it's like people from, Uh, more time Western countries or more developed countries that come in like professional, quote unquote, professional jobs. Mm. And that's seen as like the good migration. And then there's like the bad migration, which is like whether you're a refugee or asylum seeker, or you're coming in as like a quote unquote low skilled laborer. Yeah. Right. And that tends to be more from like l- least developed countries or not from the West, more time non-white countries. Yeah, right?
1: More time previously colonized countries. Colonized well. countries.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And I feel like this figure is kind of like a very, very insidious way of rooting out of basically making that, that distinction between the good and the bad migration. It's like, okay, what figure can we put where the type of migration that we like, they can attain that, but the kind of migration that we don't like, they cannot, you know? And they've just presented it as like this fair, logical, justified thing. And it's just, and it's not, yeah, you know? And it's insane to me because it's like, we would be on our absolutely, like let's, let's, what it is, it's a deterrence against, like, not even a deterrence. It's a punishment for lower skilled labourers. That's what I believe. I don't think it will be a deterrence. It's a punishment for you to migrate as a lower skilled labourer or as a, a refugee or an asylum seeker. Mm. um And it's like, th- th- how, why are those the things that are being punished? You know, yeah. like, like people in those positions are already in difficult positions.
1: You know what it is as well? It's that obviously, I think we've spoken in the past about how, like, this whole rhetoric behind the good migrant and the bad migrant mm. is not something to engage in anyway. Yeah. But even if you were to entertain that, junior doctors, for example, I'm pretty sure they are on less than 30 a.m. in fact, I'm fairly certain. They so, are. yeah, exactly. So, what, like, if I say doctor, because that is, like, what is viewed in a lot of people's a eyes as being a profession, respected profession, yeah. profession, right? How, and we are in we're, we are in a crisis where we do have a mass shortage of doctors in this yeah. country. So how are we meant to solve that when you'll say if any doctors that want to migrate from other countries, yeah. they're going to be d- deterred not to but bec- over the <laughs> yeah. thought that they won't be able to come with their partner yeah. or they won't be able to bring them over until they're over a certain threshold. Yeah.
0: Guys, the the issue is, is that, and the reason why something like this was able to be passed is because that migration is presented as like a bad thing. Mm. As, as, as though like migration is the reason why we have, um, you know, why, why public services are strained. Well, in actuality, migration is inherently a good thing. We are never going to be worse off for having a diversity in culture and community. We will never be worse off for having more workers. If anything, it it, it should help bolster the UK economy. The reason why public services are strained is because we've had over a decade of Tory austerity. That's the reason why. The reason you're struggling to get an appointment at your GP is not because someone came here as an asylum seeker is because the Tories have massively underfunded and under-resourced the NHS. That's the only reason why this myth of, like, ooh, um, population, like, um, what do you call it? Overload it's a it's it's like it's like eco it's like the the argument of like eco-fascism like oh there's too many people for the world like we can't the earth is like unsustainable and like governments and body politics and and like they're they're unsustainable because there's too many people no there aren't too many people we have way more than enough resources to Mm -hmm. give every single person in this country and then some a dignified life and proper public services the reason that we don't is because the government are eating our taxes rather than actually putting them towards public services like they're supposed to that's the only reason why
1: well on that note of the government using money in silly ways rather than actually helping people in oh our gosh. opinion moving on to the second item um rishi sunak and his i'm so pass- hearing
0: his <laughs> name well, if, if things
1: continue that as they're supposedly going to we may not be hearing his name anymore because apparently there have been whispers that his leadership is going to be challenged which would be what the fourth or fifth change in conservative leadership we've had in the past like three four years Anyway, aside from that It's
0: insane. That's crazy.
1: Yeah. Aside from that, he is obviously trying to pass this Rwanda bill which would allow for the UK to basically deport people to Rwanda um Um, basically uses again uses as a deterrent for anyone who travels here illegally like basically even if you make it here we're just going to put you on a plane to go to rwanda if you've come here this
0: has been ongoing for a very long time obviously the most recent development is that the supreme court ruled it uh uh, illegal right Mm. like they said that actually the law this this bill is undemocratic it's against human rights it's against human rights it's illegal you're not allowed to do it and obviously Suella Braverman when she you know resigned or whatever was kicked out or whatever like she um, wrote a letter to the Prime Minister and said like I'm really disappointed at the fact that you didn't just go ahead anyway that you didn't discard these like human rights and just go ahead with the Rwanda (laughs) Bill anyway now I, I you know when the Supreme Court deemed it illegal and deemed it against human rights there was a slight sense of relief there Now, imagine my horror when two days ago I woke up, I went on Twitter, (laughs) sleep is still fresh in my eyes and the first thing I see is our Prime Minister come on Twitter to threaten to overturn human rights laws
1: so this is coming from the official verified at at 10 Shorts, Downing Street. A twitter account
0: yeah. How, why is our prime minister threatening a dictatorship right. on twitter
1: right Guys. this is the quote we are a reasonable country but our patience has now run out our parliament is sovereign and it should be able to make decisions that cannot be undone in our courts that's what this emergency legislation delivers <laughs>
0: it's so crazy in so many ways because my friend who put you there Mm. my friend who voted for you not the public Mm. not the public you want to talk about being a sovereign parliament no one voted for you you are there on a technicality first and foremost secondly like what kind of like cognitive dissonance and like moral rot do you have to harbor to say, hey, I hate migrants so much that Supposedly. I'm gonna This is this is what how I'm taking yeah. this. Like I have such a great disdain for migrants that I will actually overturn the, the the rule of law. Like we see time and time again how there's been numerous instances that we have discussed on this show alone of our government officials not actually adhering to the laws that they themselves create and pass right mm. most recent kind of really big example was like Partygate and and numerous covid laws that the government officials have had broken and the fact that they had done so with actually impunity you know
1: literally the other day they announced um, that certain members who attended this christmas party would not be fined like <sighs> a couple of years later right. so
0: we've seen time and time again that like our own government officials are not adhering to the own laws that they make like what like how does that not then like compromise the law and order the idea of law and order in our country you know Mm -hmm. like why what incentive do i have to follow the law when my own government representatives are not doing so and very very blatantly so like they are not hiding it Mm -hmm. you know it's mainstream news that this is what's happening
1: the thing is as well i've seen a number of people um kind of reference this is a this is how britain ends up descending into fascism now i feel like a lot of people would read them be like "Wow, that's a bit extreme like come on you can't say that we've
0: said this in we've been saying this on this show like especially recently with everything that's gone on in palestine and the way that they've handled that we've been saying like we are very quickly moving into a a mm -hmm. lot of the actions that we see in our government take is like fascism
1: i wanted to like did you read out what is the merriam-webster dictionary definition of fascism a political philosophy movement or regime that exalts nation and often race above the individual and that stands for a centralized autocratic government headed by a dictator dictatorial leader
0: mm-hmm.
1: Um severe economic and social Um, regimentation and forcible suppression of the uh, opposition, essentially a simplified version is a tendency toward or actual exercise of strong autocratic or dictatorial control. And if you think about it, that's exactly what we're seeing. The fact that our government is now choosing whenever they don't get what they want. To just which, be like, well, I'm going to well, overturn
0: that decision. The point of the rule of law is to maintain law and order. The point of the Supreme Court is that they are going to give executive judgment on what is and, and is not legal, right? The mm-hmm. point of human rights laws, human rights defi- uh, def- definitions, yeah. are that ev- are so that everyone adheres to what yeah. is supposed to be it's an objective not, It's morality. not guidance it's not it's a law it's it's the it's not you as as a figure you do not get to arbitrarily pick and choose what laws you will and will not adhere to that's that's not you do not have that power like Mm. that's what you call to seize that power or to create that power for yourself is what you call dictatorship
1: yeah i mean again i I don't think i mentioned before but it's also the fact that this rwanda legislation that they're trying to pass it's so ridiculous in the sense that of course like this back and forth between um will it get passed will it won't get passed in the meantime they've supposedly spent nearly 300 million pounds on this scheme yet no person has actually been put on a plane to rwanda yet and obviously we're thankful for that but at the same time it's the fact that how has that much money gone into something that is again in our opinion such an abhorrent and um just horrible thing to do yet no one's even done anything and it's the fact that with that money um i saw a statistic that with that money um, we could have actually paid for four hundred thousand asylum claims
0: it's crazy that's actually insane but if i don't want to fix my lips now to start talking about what i think about the government's money antics because ha (laughs) yeah the, the 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 theories that i have
1: Hmm. yeah theories HS2
0: hmm, hmm. Rwanda hmm Truck and trace hmm
1: we'll leave it on that
0: yeah
1: right so moving away from Bad Vibes Island and into just Bad Vibes Globe in general sticking on the theme of um what's it called totalitarian
0: totalitarianism <laughs> yeah that on there.
1: yeah I need Halima to help me the big words guys Cambridge <laughs> Um, graduate here the US um mm. vetoed um a UN resolution um resolution on Friday that called for an immediate ceasefire in Gaza ah! yeah and when i saw this i was a bit confused because obviously there's 15 members of the UN council um it, as part of this vote 13 mm. members voted for it the UK of course abstained no so there's there's and-
0: there's 15 members of the security council only five of them are permanent members
1: yeah this is the thing yeah
0: and so, the rest of them are non-permanent members so
1: oh uh, so 13 voted in favor of this overseas fire um one the uk abstained of course we did and the us actually vetoed this they didn't like do it they didn't like abstain they vetoed this now like clean has just said there are five um, Wait, to
0: veto, by the way, means to just overturn, like yeah. to, to, to basically rule out what everyone else has says, and to give mm. an executive decision.
1: So there are five permanent members of the UN Security Council. They are China, France, Russia, the UK, and the US. And <laughs> these powers uh. have the power to veto any substantive resolution. So basically we as we as we've just seen with this the overwhelming majority of these 15 members of the security council can vote in favor of something yet if one of those five powers says no i don't want to do that then they don't have to do it
0: i uh, ah. literally i was i was pulling my hair out when i was watch listen to this yesterday i, I oh my god like Sometimes I feel like am I the crazy person? Am I the crazy person because how how is this democratic? How does this make any sense at all? Like to ha- the whole point of the UN, right, is to kind of create a a a a platform for global political collaboration and consensus, right? That's the whole point of 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 the UN. To have a security council in the first place, I understand like why um why we would need like a a intra um kind of committee within the un to kind of make sure that things are regulated and whatever but i don't think they should be aligned to a country it should be individuals why is it that countries are acting as as regulatory bodies as though as though countries are not able, as though countries don't have their own biases mm. and their own 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 kind of um, agendas. It's the most counterintuitive. It's stupid. I'm just going to even say the word stupid. It's so stupid because it's like wh- every single country has their own political agenda. Every single country will do things for their own gain. To have them serve as regulatory bodies, it confounds the idea of what a regulatory body is supposed to be. It's supposed to be someone unbiased and impartial. That's, first of all, countries should not be serving as them. It should be individuals if we're going to have a security committee, right? That's firstly. Secondly, the UK, France and the US are supposed to be the regulatory bodies of the whole of the UN. Mm. Like, let's just unpack that for a minute. The... Most, in my opinion, the three most morally corrupt countries, right? And I'm and I. And let's even talk statistically. Let's even talk historically. The three most imperialistic countries by way of empires and colonies and and kind of um, it's invasions. Not, it's not right? being very nice. Invasions, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> they're the ones who you're going to put on the security council i mean I'm and, you gotta be so for real the thing is like, you say
1: they're the ones that you're going to put on the security council then i feel like if we think about it realistically they are the ones that probably will have been like well we're doing this otherwise we're not like involved in this well, what that's I
0: mean? my uh, well, and this is my point right why did these countries france and the us and the uk why do they have disproportionate power on the global political stage Precisely yeah. because of their imperial present and past. Precisely because of the influence, political like prominence and wealth, material wealth that they have amassed through a history and a present of of, of, of imperialism and colonialism mm. and empire
1: this is the thing i like obviously and that's
0: exactly what they're going to continue to exercise i'm so yeah. sorry carlos
1: <laughs> <laughs> when people um refer to the end um ending of like for example slavery the ending of colonization a lot of people will use that as a as a means to be like well why are you saying that racism still exists why are you saying that um disproportionality still exists or oppression etc it's like, do you really think that when each of these countries um, achieved independence, emphasis on the word achieved, not given, yeah, achieved yeah, yeah, um, do you really think that it was suddenly, okay, here you go you have everything back now, everything we're, we're going to yeah, go to being completely the, equal yeah, now
0: literally the, the, the kind of racial sciences the eugenics, the entire disciplines and entire fields of sciences that we have created to justify slavery and empire and colonialism all of that will now cease to be Mm. everything in life is a colonial continuity including the UN and including who they put as on the security council of the un it's an absolute joke and 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 nothing nothing exposes the sorry farce of it more than what we have seen with with the uh, ceasefire vote how can 13 countries independently vote for a ceasefire and only one of them is able to veto all of that that is not democratic like, no. like, literally, objectively, it's not democratic. Democratic is majority vote. That's what democracy yeah. is. I mean, it's right? A,
1: it's, a, it's exactly the same thing as what we're seeing in the Rwanda bill. Though it's like you can literally do whatever democratic process you want, but ultimately, it's clear that the, if the people in power aren't farce. happy with it, it's they a can farce just do democ- whatever they want.
0: Western democracy is an absolute farce. Like, like, and it's you know what's so crazy as well. Like, the West will go and invade countries all over the global south to install democracy right to install a western democracy people to this day will lord colonialism and an empire as being a good thing because it installed democracy and yet this is the democracy that we're supposed to be applauding the democracy where one one person or one kind of entity has the power to overturn majority vote and, 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 and them overturning the vote is actually steeped in personal interest Right. The U.S. has a vested interest in the Israeli occupation, a vested interest. They are. I don't even need to sit here and repeat the figures. They are investing tens of billions and have invested tens of billions of dollars in military aid to Israel. That is not a someone who is biased that can make a decision on whether a ceasefire should pass or not. It's insane to me. It's literally like I look at that thing. I look at it and I'm like, am I actually crazy? Am I the only crazy person in this world that can look at this and just, just? it's so ridiculous?
1: No, they're not.
0: They'll really make you question your sanity, honest to God.
1: I mean, as a final point in regards to this, obviously the vetoing was in regards to a um, calling for a ceasefire in Gaza. Um, just to give a bit of an update on the latest developments in Palestine. Um, obviously, I feel like we had a little bit of a break last week because oh, it was our anniversary episode, yeah. we're back again, but also kind of um, coincided with the fact that there was a four-day humanitarian humanitarian pause. Um, or Actually, it was meant to be four days, but it was a bit longer, um, during which um, some hostages were um, exchanged with, again, political prisoners. I don't really get why the Palestinians are referred to as prisoners. Um, yep. Die. and Israelis are referred yeah. to as
0: hostages mm-hmm. um,
1: but obviously we, we welcome that um,
0: political prisoners by the way that have not been tried have not been convicted um, are have literally been t- like actually taken hostage for a number of ridiculous reasons
1: yeah and many of you whom are under 18 as well
0: many of whom are under 18
1: um, but obviously we welcome that but then since then um, obviously the um, fighting has recommenced um i think the most um serious thing not that any of this isn't serious but the most like the newest some shock
0: very very disturbing yeah news.
1: is images that have been circulating yeah. of multiple what appears to be multiple palestinian men um unclothed down to their underwear blindfolded with their hands behind their back um being some being trucked around some being standing like what a what i don't want to speculate here but it looks like it potentially might be a mass grave if you look at the images there is every possibility that it can be because they're on a hill of sand essentially um very disturbing images um and i've seen like some kind of just some people trying to justify with the sense that oh yeah they're all they're all hamas this that the other the reason why they've unclothed them is because they might be wearing suicide vests but i'm just kind of like even if we are going to entertain that that amount of um, degradation, That amount of. It's
0: not just degradation, guys. It's sexual violence. Like, let's yeah. just call it what it is. We had, when October 7th happened, we were bombarded with, with kind of mainstream news, um, reporting on the rape. Of Israeli women by Hamas officials, so much of which has either been actively disproven and debunked or just not proven at all. Not to say that it didn't happen, but so much of it has been either disproven or not proven, right? And this kind of rhetoric was very, very much weaponized by the Israeli propaganda machine. Hamas are rapists. They are depraved. They are, you know, enacting a a whole apparatus of, of, of sexual violence onto our Israeli people, And yet so much of it is unsubstantiated. We're supposed to just take the word of the Israeli propaganda machine. And yet here we are a month and a half into this and we are seeing images clear as day with our own eyes of Palestinian men being rounded up, being stripped to their underwear. And that's not a a claim by Hamas. It is proof. Anyone who has eyes can see it. It's there. It's in front of you. It's not been fabricated. It's not been made up. It is right there it's sexual violence Mm -hmm. you know like and it's and you know what really scares me is that they're not just rounding them up there have been multiple reports coming of them opening fire on these group of palestinian men right and it's very 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 harrowingly um, reminiscent of the sabranitsa genocide you know the bosnian genocide um where they went to the village of or the town of Srebrenica and they basically rounded up the serbian troops they rounded up i can't remember how many like thousand maybe plus two thousand um Bosniak men and just shot them all indiscriminately in front of their wives in front of their children in front of their parents their families and to this day i went to bosnia this year and i'll tell you this to this day nearly two decades later th- that country has not recovered it is textbook genocide to, to to do that to round up a group of men and to indiscriminately murder them and the the fact that there's proof of this and it's happening and this st- and they're just getting away with it mm. you know
1: it's again like even if we're not even going to the extent of the possibility of these people being murdered it's the fact that the supposed reasons for this are, um, again, like suppose, supposedly in case they're wearing like suicide vests. I'm kind of like, okay, fine. I understand that if these supposedly are Hamas members, whatever, you would need to make that check. But if you're gonna make make that check, but then let them put their clothes back on or provide them with alternate clothing, that's and the, not
0: the, the way to do yeah. it. Like what you're in. Look, the image is. It's a group of Palestinian men in the middle of nowhere. They're all gagged with yeah. bags over their head, and they're and they're stripped down to their underwear, and they're handcuffed. That's not a check for bombs. No. That like t- to do that in a group setting with that many of them all at once in the middle of nowhere, and they're and they're there. They're just there. It's not like a quickly let me check. Okay, fine, whatever. Put your clothes yeah. back on in 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 a, a, a discreet place. That's not what that is. It's, to even give that excuse is pathetic. It's
1: the fact as well that I feel like the what we're seeing, you would maybe associate with um, the people that are carrying this out, you'd probably associate it with people that maybe don't have that much funds or whatever in order to carry out this operation and they're probably just, they're literally resorting to whatever because they need to contain these people. The, is re- the IDF, obviously we know have been funded to like, literally to the heavens with like guys
0: so they are the the IDF are one of the most well equipped well funded most sophisticated militaries in the world
1: yeah so how is it that they can't carry out a more covert operation one that actually retains dignity you know what i mean like because they have they have, the, they have yeah, the, mon- the money they is have not an lead. issue they, they 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 really do if if anyone has if any kind of oppressive re- regime has the um means to carry out like stop and search whatever like um the containing of supposed hamas members all that
0: us taxpayer money and you lot can't 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 do no over yeah uh, covert operation okay then
1: yeah i mean it's just sad and other um updates in the I've seen literally on BBC News today the Israeli military says that it's fighting a key city in southern Gaza from house to house and shaft to shaft, in a reference to the tunnels supposedly used by Hamas. <laughs> I'm kind of just like, again, with this much money, are you saying that every house, like it, that whole house to house element, is is every house a Hamas? Guys, you operating know, the death base?
0: toll has surpassed ten times what of the Israelis murdered on the seventh of October.
1: Yeah, long ago. It yeah. Is,
0: is no ten times that now. So it was seventeen hundred. Now it's seven thousand. Is that ten times? That's ten times.
1: So oh oh what so oh, okay so the death toll wait of me. Palestinian now yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. is 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 seventeen plus seventeen thousand. The yeah. death toll of Israelis on seventh of October. was it even seventeen hundred? Was it thirteen hundred?
1: Um, let's just say seventeen hundred in case it in case yeah. it was. I have heard thirteen hundred, but let's say seventeen hundred. Yeah.
0: Um. It's it's now ten times yeah. at, at the le- at very least ten times, like at the end of it at the end of it like we could sit here and we could kind of like discuss all the nuances nuances and, and how 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 horrified and how disgusted we are. But at the end of it, it's like uh, this stopped being justifiable a long time ago. Yeah, you know, even just statistically speaking, this is not what we're seeing now. Is not self defense. What we're seeing now is not, uh, you know, we're trying to stop Hamas and we're trying to stop terrorism. What we're seeing now is just indiscriminate genocide.
1: And this is the Clear thing Israel with not even any consideration for your own people because again, another thing we've seen is that the um Israel is supposedly preparing to start pumping water into the tunnels that Hamas used. But I'm like, isn't that where the hostages are the remaining hostages are actually meant to be? Like if, if you really cared because about like it was preserving so hostage laughs, like they like,
0: did not care about their hostages, like from the moment four days in, Hamas said stop the bombing we let's have an hostage exchange they said no time and time again they have refused to go collect their own hostages they do not care israel the state there have been verified reports of the fact that and this is a this is a actually um un un kind of uh, claimed number but there have been very verified reports of the fact that a number of israelis that were murdered on the 7th of october were murdered at the hands of israeli forces and israeli bullets they open fire on their own people guys
1: yeah i think i've seen like actual video like footage footage of the like you know i'm not sure what the correct term for it is but it's kind of like where it's not actual images but it's like maybe heat sensors or something and it shows how they were firing from the planes like completely indiscriminately like you say
3: yeah
1: Yeah, obviously, again, continued solidarity with the Palestinian people. And I've I've seen a lot of stuff also about how like we cannot afford to, like, stop talking about this, to stop showing solidarity, to stop, um, and again, like, I'm wary of saying this on radio, but also like, um, disruption, mm-hmm. like, ultimately, protest. Protest is a form of. It, sorry, protest and disruption go hand in hand and ultimately in some ways that is the only way that people are going to listen. So obviously do not do anything dangerous. But um look, the you can see it like these images are all online and like the proof is all there. Like just don't start being silent now. Like mm-hmm. just be- because like literally I think I think like I think we've spoken before about how like Palestine has kind of come up in the news. Like I think the last time significantly was twenty twenty one, and then before that maybe twenty fourteen. I want to say like yeah. this it's had its own like spurts, but I feel like this is the longest that it's really been. Because
0: it's the worst that it's yeah. been for Pal- Palestinians. Like this is the 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 worst. This is this is like. It feels almost kind of like the final stage, or what Israel are attempting to enact, is like the final stage of this Ugh. seventy-five year long process of like ethnic cleansing. Um,
1: I think how this supposedly ends will determine a lot of things. Yeah,
0: and I know that for us, like in the West, and this is a conversation that I've had with like a lot of people in my life. Um, <clears throat> I know that us kind of here. Um, it's very e- easy to feel very disillusioned and to feel as though, like, just feel completely hopeless when you see what the Palestinian people are up against and you see the fact that, you know, Israel continue to be supported by the most powerful nations in the world. Um, and I know it feels as though, like, they just, the Palestinians have no chance, that they will never win and that Israel will just always, they will, they will just inevitably emerge victorious. And what I will say is that, um, Winston Churchill once said this is a direct quote this is actually probably my favorite quote from Churchill um the sun will never set on the british empire winston churchill said that and it was a wild, wild widely held view um empire i've spoken before about how uh, kind of vast and how formidable the british empire was but really that's people how how people saw it it was so formidable that it was inevitable that it would never end that that it's it is it is the world order And yet look where we are you know in the midst of the kind of South African apartheid people felt exactly the same way that the the powers against them are too strong that they can't win and yet look you know so history has proven time and time and time again that freedom and independence can always be won and in order to get there revolution we must always start with a radical imagination we have to first actually believe that palestine can be free and then we work towards that mm. you know but that is truly a hope is is like the single most hope and morale are the single most important things that we we, we can have right now yeah because the alternative is just the complete annihilation of the palestinian people and that is not an option so
1: yeah. with that my use from me as well to close um, obviously um r.i.p benjamin zephaniah who died um this week um his literally i've seen a video of him saying that the two main things that he wanted when he was younger were to see a free south africa and a free palestine um if anyone hasn't like um read any of his work before please go and do so his
0: legacy is like i've always loved him like he, he, he he like the only kind of memory i have of ever discussing like race or like culture and ethnic identity in school was uh benjamin zephaniah like reading reading benjamin zephaniah's poems and he was just like such a force to be reckoned with and like especially after his passed, like so many people are coming forward and kind of sharing so many lovely anecdotes about him and it's like what a legacy to have you know what 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 yeah just just a brilliant man and absolutely a huge loss for everyone but you know he has oh my one of my friends um she works for eye paper um and she tweeted that the, the, like she'd interviewed him and stuff like that and she tweeted kind of like her her sentiments about him passing and in her interview with him he he kind of expressed how sad he was that he was never able to father children and oh my god this made me cry she said that he fathered a whole generation of like black writers and artists and creatives you know which mm. again like i said what a legacy to have so definitely yeah. rest in power
1: for sure right we're gonna play a bit of music now um and then after that music break we're going to be joined live in the studio with zed and soul canu to talk about their latest joint ep party at mine can you by zed and soul canu taken from their new ep party at mine out now and they join me now live in the studio Ooh. Yes people, yes people You know what, it's not very often that I say that And then the mic's just working And I can confirm they're both working That's what we like to hear That's what we like to hear Uh, How are you guys, how has the drive come from Nottingham, right? Uh, Bit of traffic in that, really
2: miserable, the weather's not um, nice at all It's rainy, it's wet for real But for a good cause so we
1: don't no, 100% it, you know I mean? yeah.
2: that's why we needed party Your mine
3: just yes. listen to that feel like yes. nice and
1: warm inside like house party vibes yeah 100. 100 nice right we'll get on to talking about party at mine in a bit but first of all just wanted to hear a bit about you guys so tell us a bit about yourselves how you got into music that sort of thing
2: um so for myself uh i started music it's been that long since i was a kid Um, Influenced by by my older brother Um, He taught me basically everything I know He used to write my lyrics for me back in the day Um, So, yeah, I started as a child But I only took it seriously when I was about 16 That's when I released my first video Um, And ever since then It's just been growing Uh, The passion's there I love it and enjoy it And then obviously I met Soul Canu
3: Yeah, no, um, for me, personally yeah, It's only been a few years since I really uh, dive deep into the game, obviously with the help of Zed, support said, Zed I've been able to release this project with him, obviously a lot of bangers R&B flex. but yeah shout out to my mom, my sister, my dad you get me, they, they all put me on different types of music, Bollywood, Indian Rap, Punjabi, rap, just all genres, all facets of music so, yeah, but mostly I'd say, yeah, 19 obviously is when we first started doing things, but yeah, we're just onto bigger and better things now. Coming soon. Mm-hmm. No, and um,
1: MZ, you were saying before as well. You're like a bit of a pirate, Radio veteran, right? Like you've yeah, literally I've been, here, been here since before this studio was even here, right? Yeah, yeah. That's good. Six years ago. Yeah. So um, and you think you said like back then what you were doing was was it like a
2: grime cipher? Yeah. thing? Yeah, it was a grime cipher with um Fidz Sharp That's my bro. Um, so there's a few Nottingham MCs. Queen For Mills. Sure. Queen Mills was on it from Leicester. Yeah and yeah it was just doing a set but it was yeah just straight grime nice that's really interesting to hear though because i
1: think well again we're going to be talking about power of your mind in a bit but i get this vibe that you're on now is a lot more kind of like hip-hop r&b whereas obviously yeah, grime yeah. is a lot more like fast-paced like yeah,
2: yeah i um i was doing grime a lot for years like from like 17 to like 21 ish 22 maybe mm. but um you know it's safe to say as the years have gone on there's a the market for grime is just it's getting smaller by the day it is weird isn't it yeah, like yeah. seeing
1: like how it's like kind of
2: it gave birth to this off, whole scene yeah. but it's not as um, relevant anymore so mm. that's why i'm just doing this r&b flex hip-hop flex it's just more relatable to me now you know i'm older i want to make songs now i don't want to just be doing the grime stuff anymore really mm. i'll always have love for it but it's not the priority mm. anymore
1: I feel like with what you guys are doing as well, there's a real sense of, like, kind of nostalgia to it as well. Like, 100%. it's bringing back a bit of, like, early noughties vibes. sort Yeah, of a thing. lot of people have said that. If yeah, it feels no, like literally.
2: Yeah, they said it, it reminds of, like, early 2000s combined with, like, the, you know, this day and age. So. Yeah. So, um,
3: how did you two end up meeting? Like, you're both from Nottingham? Yeah. Yeah, yeah both from nuts. Um I've actually known Zed from primary school and, uh, obviously he's two years older than me so he went secondary i went secondary didn't have a lot of contact for the longest time and then working at sainsbury's you know yes. <laughs> so, I I say yeah, literally sainsbury's. literally yeah, like so
2: once we left school back then i didn't even we didn't have no phones nothing, yeah, nothing like that nothing so like that. once we left school we had no contact for about a good 10 years and then literally he joined <laughs> the workplace i was working at and then just took it from there because yeah that was it yeah, he told like, me that you sing that you that can sing sorry and um the rest was history, man. That was it. One hundred percent, yeah. I never
3: really put it out there that I was singing too much like that, but I had a few two two videos, old covers, yeah, 90s sort of R and B, that that's my joint. And yeah, I showed him and whatnot. And yeah, literally as he said, we took it from there and obviously we're here right now. So For sure. Yeah.
2: I literally forced him to sing. Yeah. yeah. I literally forced him in front of the Really. Po- he so the person who's managing positions. me. Um I think it was on my birthday. Yeah, yeah. Songs, yeah I think your it was my birthday still, yeah. And obviously my manager was there And I said to Carnu, Like This is your time Like Just do it And he was very nervous And he did it And then His whole Like his whole life changed You know Yeah
3: literally the next day We got into studio So yeah, And that was it Yeah take, take it from there well, It sounds like you both Kind of like Really like Pushed each other like, Yeah sort for sure man. 100% yeah. Definitely
1: Was it kind of like Always smooth like Because of, like I said Also before you were very much on this kind of grime mm-hmm. vibe and Soul Karnu listening to you, you sound very much, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but you sound like you fit very much on the R&B vibe and I'm not sure if 100%. you've kind of been off that before. So was it like always kind of a smooth transition into doing something together or was it like you kind of had both had to adjust to for each other?
2: So because obviously Sol Karnu, as you he mentioned, he's like, he's kind of new to the game. He's been a few years only. He um, So for him, his first like dive into the music was R&B. So for him it wasn't really much of a transition because he was already doing that stuff. Sure. Even though he can rap, but that's yet to come. Yeah, not uh, all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I say but, too much right now. But um for me the transition to be fair, cuz I've been doing music for so long. It wasn't it wasn't really difficult. I've been doing it for ages and I can really rap on any beat so um yeah, it was a no-hard transition. When we got in the booth together for the first time, we didn't know we was going to make a project like this. Yeah, literally. Literally. The first song, Your Name, that we made together. Yeah. After that, we decided, like, yo, this is serious. We need to make some more music together. And then it helped me find my interest more in R&B, and that's why I'm fully on that now. For sure. Go and introduce it for us. Right now, you're listening to Mango Masala on Pi Radio. Yeah. You know how we do right now. Zed, Soul Khan inside. We've got yes, Ram yes, yes. across
3: the team. The team inside. You know You
2: know, we
1: know, do? What yeah. you know what? I might hire you to the... Like continue doing that because you're doing it a much better job than i am to be I'm honest Oh man you know i'm, I'm a now. bit washed at this point like it's always like hey nah, guys what's that, good man. it's mango masala like oh, the same thing over and over again no nah, you, go. you got this one yeah nah. literally don't. thanks for the moral support <laughs> so that was caramel sweetie because the dj is a here and doesn't like A.O. girl apparently doesn't <laughs> want to play it mm. it's understandable everyone's got their favorites but now we're going to talk a bit about the ep as a whole obviously we've heard like half of it now um we talked for about how it's very much like old school naughty r&b vibes and um, i feel there's maybe a bit of a research that happening now as well which is it's a good time to bring it out um how did this project
2: end up coming about because you said like it started with your name right yeah so um after we made the first song the response was like it was amazing it kind of it sort of went like viral but not if that makes sense it went viral in Nottingham, not viral yeah. so um no i think as well like to get it going out on grm daily as well yeah, like. yeah yeah so it was doing really good and then from the feedback we made and because me and him actually the most important thing is we enjoyed the process exactly. of making loved it. It, loved it it was magic and when we made that first track, we just thought let's just do it again and again mm-hmm. and then we by the time we know but by the time we knew it we had about eight nine tracks but then we obviously we took a few out yeah. Um, and put on what we thought was most appropriate, and um but yeah, and that's how the EP came out, and we just thought, why not? Let's just release it. Nice. So, your
1: name first. of all before the EP even existed, how did that end up going about? Like, were you always like, I want to like sample like T bane or did that just happen naturally? Like,
3: so like because I would not lie, bro. Like obviously, it was my first time in the studio and whatnot, and we played the beat and it was just about trying to catch the vibe catch whatever melodies were going from my head at that point and yeah can i know your name came out and then the the lyrics sort of just flowed after that and obviously big love to t-pain i love t-pain from long time like og legend but um i never really like intentionally did it like that you know what i mean like so some people picked up on it they were like oh you mind doing the t-pain flex and whatnot and i was like I love the comparison to T-Pain, I'll take that happily, but I didn't intentionally do it like that. But I'll say that first uh, studio session, and obviously the Your Name um, single, it definitely solidified my passion in music, because I wasn't really heading in a music path at that point. Uh, So big shout out to Zed, big shout out to the team, and uh, yeah, they got me where I want to be right now, so yeah. So all love shout out to everybody get me yeah, shout out sure. Masala you know that oh thank you so um, was feel,
1: it
2: Feeling like I want some Masala now you know
3: literally no, yeah, a little bit I'm
1: glad we're having that effect that's, that's <laughs> what I want to do was it that you saw how your name did and then were like right we want to do an EP in this kind of genre or was it Always gonna be right. Let's do an EP that is more like R and B based. Or if you were gonna drop a track after it, it was always gonna be this sort of thing.
2: Yeah, we we, we both knew that it's R and B flex yeah, because yeah. You know, I think you know, humbly saying, you know, the music we make together is great. You know, I'm 100%. I, you know, so um it was only right to just keep on doing the R and B flex. There was no point trying to do anything else. It, it works, and the genre that we're doing, and the, you know, the style that we both bring to it. It's got um, elements of rap in it You know, hip-hop Anyway, so it's, it's a combination of all No, I, And I feel like it's the I feel like the music we're making It's, I feel like it will grab um, The support of most of the fans out there Because sure. there's, there's a small group of people now Who like grime, bassline, etc, cetera, etc cetera. But I just feel like R&B is a market for everyone You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, no, it's very For need of a word, easy listening Like it's pleasant on yeah. the ears exactly. And I was... i I don't mean to cause offense when i say this but i was like pleasantly surprised when i listened through to it because obviously i've heard your name and i heard can you and i was like it's not very often that we get like like projects that i would then listen to and be like okay like every track is actually like good but it was it was like literally every single i was like the because obviously can you's at the start and your name's at the end i was like it, everyone between i was like waiting for there to be one like oh, okay i can understand why that's like a b-side or something mm-hmm. but it's actually like literally i think every track on this could be like a release i can imagine it having its own like video and stuff
2: yeah so, like, yeah we we, actually are, we were discussing it on the way here to be fair we are thinking of um, shooting a couple more videos for the song yeah. you know, sure. um, from the songs in the ep because it's a good project man you know 100%, and yeah. your name is last in the project list by the way because we wanted those listeners to hear the other songs first because yeah, your name's been out for a bit, so they've been sure. banging that out for a while. So we wanted to draw them to listen to the other songs on there. Sure. So
1: the EP name, "Pie at Mine, how did that end up coming about? Because obviously that's kind of like the vibe that you've got for both like, music videos as well. It's kind of yeah. like just people having a good time. Like, yeah.
3: Sort of yeah, no, no, exactly that. Like Obviously the music that we had made, once we had finished the EP, we were just seeing what emotion that we wanted to invoke in people. And obviously, because it's a later release... Even though it's wintertime and whatnot. We know like when you play this E P you have that party gatherings with all your friends, family and whatnot. And um yeah, party at mine. It it did take a while to get to that name because we were just finding what fits best with what we wanted to put out there, but yeah, part of your mind when it came about, we were really happy with the name, and obviously, like I said, it just evokes that emotion in people, and they can come together and listen to it, and For it sure brings it. The good vibes, good mood, and everything.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's all about just happy vibes, positivity, you know, good energy. So Literally. we feel like them three words, part of your mind, it, it just resembles that. Yeah.
1: No, definitely. And like how um did you know, end up out with the artwork as well? Was it that you just commissioned someone to be like, Right, we want us to be like walking into this like party, do your thing, or did you like it like is that image that came up exactly what you wanted? Or? Yeah, we, we we
2: planned it to be fair. Yeah, so we yeah. was at um Jerry's house, which is the guy who Shout manages out to Jay Reeves, us basically. the dog um, big love to him. Um we was at his and uh, we were just finishing off a studio session and then we were just discussing the artwork. And we was all just chucking ideas in Saying like You know this is how we want it And then um, Yeah we had the idea Of us w- looking at a house Walking in Because yeah. it was a party of ours And then um, Believe it or not Some guy from Pakistan Actually did that artwork Shout out My yeah, brother's yeah. From PK I got in contact with him And told him my Well our vision yeah. And he did an excellent job On bringing it to life
3: so.
1: 100% Amazing Amazing sure i mean on that note as well like how is it for you guys obviously you're south asian i would say you're both visibly south asian yeah. as well making music in an um specific industry genre that i would say people obviously um affiliate with black people right mm. like that's mm. r&b has come from that like obviously my like, r&b is black music yeah. that's not to say that no one else can make it but ultimately it is mm. <laughs> um and i feel like if brown people aren't really doing like bhangra or um like pop, like whatever if they're not doing that then sometimes it's kind of all what are you doing like have you kind of faced any kind of like backlash or any kind of people have been like wait why are these brown guys doing r&b sort of thing you know
3: what bro i would say i wouldn't really say backlash i'd say (coughs) it's nice to see the community supporting us on us releasing this r&b project and like we recognized that there weren't too too many r&b like projects and people doing the r&b sound so we wanted to fill in that gap and it's amazing how we both came together and it, we both had the same sort of vision to then uh yeah put it all put it all down and um yeah 100% I, all my inspirations are black artists and i and they they're amazing at what they do and i sort of want to Put that soul vibe That's why I'm so corner. I want to put that soul Aspect into the music So shout out all of them You get me
2: mm-hmm. Following on from that though, As well Because I've been releasing music A bit longer I've had times where People were Kind of Associating me with like Oh it's supposed to be Black music kind of thing And why is a brown person Doing it I have had a few of um, You know A few conversations About that with whoever But um Obviously I'd, I don't know I believe music's for everyone <clears throat> So uh you know um, people say I'm good at what I do so I don't really care you know it shouldn't be about a race thing anymore you know we're all one so um, yeah I I, I like to be well it's good that we both can be um, you know we're showing people that you know whether you're brown or what anyone can still do it so i'm glad that we represent that you know Literally, with the face yeah. of that
1: i think that's the thing i think if you're gonna do it do a good job of it and that's yeah, what yeah, you yeah, guys yeah. are doing I so for it. sure yeah. thank, thank you very much. Much. um you mentioned before about like most of your influences being black artists and um, so and i think we've all we've already had the chris brown conversation yeah, yeah, like who are you guys' main influences then
2: um so well, obviously i think everyone knows who knows me chris brown's number one um, obviously, I just think he's an alien he's a, a magician at what he does um uh Tory lanes um nines from u k skeptor obviously my mine's just a mixture of artists you know what i mean and if you do listen to my music, you will find um bits of all them artists there but yeah not is in the art mainly black but you know hip hop is black music that as in where it started from that's where it originated from so yeah. You know, it's, well, not it's obviously going to be the case yeah, that a lot of your Im- yeah, influences th- are black yeah. exactly sense. and they are absolutely great
3: so yeah. Can't, can't yeah I yeah, know for me it's a lot of uh, 90s 2000s R&B so like a lot of Boyz to Men Jodeci um, New Edition there's like there's the classic sort of 90s because that's where I got like the sort of tone in my voice from the cadences because I used to uh, still do to this day a lot of soul R&B and there are a lot of new school artists as well so like Avery Wilson he's he's too cold with his vocals and tone stiff as well he's a a madhead there's just a lot of um, guys who are bringing that sound back but obviously like we said there's not that many brown artists and even in the UK doing it so just want to fill that in and and like zed said we want to show that we're representing the community to the fullest and our music is good and it will continue to be good you get me no uh, i'm glad
1: you got that self-confidence as 100%. well like you need that like and um, like i'm glad that you know that the music they are making is good and people do like enjoy listening to it and again i'm really glad to hear that you're actually playing to out videos for more of these tracks because ultimately i keep on seeing conversations about how like we don't really need music videos anymore because everything's
2: so much streaming but actually i think,
1: I think it add, i think it adds so much more to yeah, it I like, true, yeah i don't think that's true man i don't think that's
2: a no nah, that can't run you need the videos you, you yeah. have to I, yeah,
1: yeah and i think it like brings more attention to the tracks as well as so that's why yeah. i'm like looking forward to seeing that for you guys as well yeah. because it the given a chance for more of these like shine by themselves yeah, yeah, sort
2: yeah. of thing and, they, and as you're on the come up anyway or well, I I wouldn't say I've been on, I'm on the come up because I've been doing it for ages. But let's just you know for argument's sake, let's just say we're on the come up, right? If you're not making music videos, no one's going to listen to you. Just your streams. You can't just release some music out there and just tell them to listen without no like incentive in a way. Like you want to make them feel like this is worth listening yeah, to, no, watching. Exactly. So that's you have to drop a yeah. video.
3: You have to. Yeah. No. And like if you have a particular message in a song or something and you want to visualise that and put it into a video and obviously you can see the artist's perspective of how they wanted it to come about and it's, yeah. and it's, a, it's nice when a video can like put that emotion in you where you do resonate with it and whatnot. and I think that's what we want to do obviously with our upcoming videos as well is, is just get that party like Zed said good vibes good energy always get me and it's all about unity like you said bro
2: yeah With, with the next video shoots we've actually I was talking to um, the team on uh, about it on the way here. Well, I've already sorted out the locations, everything nice. like that. So he's on it. He's going to be in London. Um, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm one step ahead with this. So I'm already planning everything. You know? <laughs> we, we're looking to host our own show in January as well yeah, in Nottingham. So it's going to be wicked, man. 100%. No. I'm looking forward to the
1: Literally party at yours. Yeah, literally <laughs> yeah. party at mine. Yeah. Ours. Yeah,
2: no, and I think
1: it's nice as well. It's a happy coincidence that the vibe they're trying to get, bring to life is essentially you guys just having a good time. So, yeah. I imagine for both of these music videos that you've already done, was it basically you just had a party and was like, right, film this? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, exactly.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Natural, authentic. Yeah, yeah. And um, life's too short, man. You want to be happy, you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, and, and obviously, I'm in a good headspace. So, I want to enjoy it whilst it's here, you know? For sure You said as well About how the
1: reception From the um, Brown community Has been like Really nice In regards to your um, EP What's it like Being like over um, As a whole Like how have people Been receiving it so far
3: Yeah so Everyone Like I guess They don't expect Too too much But our music speaks For itself And I'm glad it does Because there are Few not artists That are doing well And we We want to be able To fill in that R&B gap And obviously Just show That we have got that talent, and um, that we're going to continue to bring that out. But yeah, the reception has been—it's been really good because um, it's—it's like we said, it's an easy listening. It's—it's something that people can put on at any point, and like just to make them feel good, make them feel happy, and for whatever motive you're at as well. Like it doesn't always necessarily need to just be a hype up time all the time. Even you want to cool off, cool down, you can put those tracks on as well. So it's really been good reception. I can't lie
2: and um, we've been getting like radio play you know on BBC yeah, Asia sure. Network stuff like that so because um, we have got a good like support base to be fair so uh, yeah it's been getting good reception from even radio plays to listeners and uh, even other countries yeah so people listen to other countries as well so it's, it's great yeah
1: no I think like again having listened to the EP like from start to finish I think like definitely it's very like versatile like, I can imagine like a lot of different people like enjoying the vibes yeah, yeah, I appreciate I'm thank you bro the um dj um set also doesn't like she ain't you no. okay but you know what's good is that i spoke to these guys and it is now um on spotify so yes, anyone yes. who's listening
2: can go and find it on spotify. spotify listen mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. yourself yeah um me and soul Carnu want to apologize for that yeah, by the way. yeah um, it wasn't yeah. our fault mm, yeah it was a uh, distributor issues but now it's available on every
3: platform and you can enjoy it in yeah, peace everybody stream it enjoy it you get me it's on spotify i know a lot of people use spotify so yeah once again apologies for that it's not going to happen again guys no like it's is
1: annoying isn't it like kind so of not annoying, yeah. not having like as an artist like i feel like not having like full control over certain sure, things like yeah you know,
2: especially when we take this serious like this is our life yeah, you know what i mean yeah, so yeah. Uh, you know i was literally on Spotify every day since the yeah. project came out just hoping it'll appear So yeah. know so um, no, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was a sad time to be fair but you know it's, we're, we're past it now yeah, we're going to make sure it won't happen again
3: yeah,
1: even sure. if you have
2: to switch, distribute or whatever it takes we'll make sure it won't happen yeah, again we'll work around For sure
1: so I was going to play a bit of music and then come to talk about future but seeing as the DJ set again doesn't like she and you apparently mm, mm. Um, again people go and listen to that make your own judgements um, let's talk a bit about the future so you've made this EP. Talked about making um, more videos for it. Mm-hmm. Um, what then? So once these videos are out, what's the next step for you guys? I think
3: were you teasing that maybe you're gonna start rapping now? Well, I'll, the rapping is, is something I enjoy. I can't lie. Obviously, since I was younger, you know, with the with the guys freestyling like at school and whatnot. It's, it's, it's just a culture. Everybody joins in, everybody has fun and. I'm not going to say I'm the worst rapper I've got obviously I can flow on a beat and whatnot but that isn't my main goal right now personally like for me like there's a lot in store for Soul Corner there's going to be a lot of more R&B tracks on the way all different feelings I'm trying to be have more substance in my lyrics because I know for this party at Mind Tape it's more party vibes and everything Uh, She Ain't You sad that we can't hear it but that was the one where we were trying to invoke emotions and obviously Mm -hmm. we're talking about like that's trauma from partners And whatnot, And that we want to be able To support them To the full extent But yeah I'm, I'm trying to put more depth In my lyrics Definitely a lot more soul Going to be coming out there A lot more vocal range So Yeah I'm coming Just be ready for that guys you get nice. me Just be ready for that
2: Yeah Um. So following from what you said He's actually got um, A handful of songs To be fair that are ready yeah. And they are very different To Party On Mine Much more um, There's much more meaning it's, it's, uh, it's deep In a lot of aspects So Yeah So Keep an eye on for that, um, really but sure. um, for me personally, for for my future, Well obviously Carney um, knows, I'm always up for working with him. Yeah, so 100%. whenever you know, if he wants to send over a track, I want to send over a track to him. We'll always get it cracking. Exactly. Um, I'm I'm sitting on about two EPs, um, two two more EPs. It's so it's a I'm, good position to be in. Yeah, mm. yeah. So I'm looking to release that sometime in the you know halfway through next year, and towards the end of the year. Um, I've got some good features coming up, um, I've, got some, I've got a track with Tansky, um, I'm looking to get some work done with Mike Righteous, yes. um, so that's in the pipeline, I'm going to do a few collabs with a few knots man, um, but yeah, the future's looking bright, you know, as you said, we've got a few videos um, that we're going to do, yeah. we've got a show that we're going to host, and um, also who knows what the future's going to hold man, you know, we'll take whatever it comes. Exactly. For sure, do you th- like foresee yourself? Because obviously you just talked more about like
1: your each of your solo journeys. Do you foresee that if you were to work together again, there's the possibility of you doing like a another EP that's like similar vibes to this sort oh, of thing. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it's
2: whatever. the well, we got it. Want to do it first, also, but and if the listeners want on top, yeah, exactly. Why not? You know, we'll, we'll be more than happy to do it. For
3: sure. Yeah, yeah. we got that. Like. Because our chemistry is so good It's my brother in it Like from time So oh, yeah. like Anything We can do together And we know that it will bang But like he said If if the fans want it The viewers want it And uh, If more people are after this type of sound Then we got that in abundance But we can It doesn't It have, doesn't yeah, yeah. It doesn't
2: have to be just a party vibe Yeah, you know, we can, yeah. If, if they Whatever they want We can do it yeah. If they want like a A really conscious kind of style We can do it If they want yeah. Whatever they want We can do it So Sure so
1: if people do want to follow you guys and follow you on your individual journeys and as a duo as well
2: where's the best place for them to find you um so well um i'm zed official on everything: on instagram facebook uh snapchat so that's yeah. like zed
3: right yeah so it's yeah.
2: zed official literally so it's zed yeah. official you can find me easily
3: yeah and yeah so Soul Call on Instagram yeah Facebook YouTube Spotify All digital platforms get me doing a little promo for myself now she was yeah. like and,
2: <laughs> Yeah and um and if you find one of our pages yeah. you'll find the other artists the anyway, because we're on we're all over our um, each other's socials because yeah. of the recent project so
1: for sure no well it's been a pleasure having you guys on the show I've really enjoyed thank speaking to you thank you so much you. Know, yes. thank, we thank you really so much for having oh, it it's a blessing got any plans for the rest of the day or are you just going to
3: drive back
2: Uh, well depending on what these lot want to do if they want to eat they'll probably eat uh, yeah. but if not head
3: back home really yeah we <laughs> have got one thing else to say my bad bro shout out free world each and every time just be ready to hear about free world is all I'm going to say it's a collective of uh, mindsets all on the same sort of path all trying to uplift each other empower each other and uh, yeah, project with them guys coming soon as well. Shout out Free World each and every time. Sweet. Shout out Manga Masala as well. You get me? Manga Masala thank all
2: you. day. All day. Sweet.
1: Well, thank you again so much for taking time to speak to me today. I'm um, going to finish with Your Name. Oh, brilliant. track that, that started accuracy. it all. Come on. Um, Absolutely right.